Welcome to Mommy Diary the Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Kim. I'm a creative lifestyle blogger and mom of four. This podcast is all about honest stories of motherhood and real conversations with real women just like you. I believe women are stronger together, and sharing our personal stories can bring empowerment, inspiration, and peace to someone else. Making connections is what brought me here today. Each week, my guests and I will share how we've overcome challenges in order to find authentic joy and purpose. We'll talk about motherhood, marriage, careers, mental health, spirituality, and everything in between. I'm so glad you're here. Let's start the show. Hi, friends. Welcome to season two of Mommy Diary, the podcast. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this fresh season in 2021. And I must say that, you know, 2020 was a really difficult year, to be completely honest. I don't feel all that refreshed. Normally, in January, I feel a little more focused, a little more like rejuvenated, because that's usually after I have some time off around the holidays. But this year was definitely different. Uh, I still felt very overwhelmed. I felt that my plate was full. And I felt like I still didn't get enough like rest. And it almost feels like 2020 is being carried over without a clear break. You know, normally I love the winter break season. You know, we, we travel to Seattle to visit my parents. We go to the mountains to see snow. And there's, you know, a time of reconnecting with family after a busy year of school and activities. But this year, it just felt like, you know, every day is the same. It's like Groundhog Day. And I don't know if you guys can relate to these feelings. So it's January 2021. You guys will be listening to this in February. It's actually February 1st. And January was like the longest month ever. And I don't know if you guys can, you know, relate to these feelings of not feeling new. So usually I am like planning things and, you know, setting resolutions and, and I know like New Year's resolution is not really popular anymore, but I personally still like to write down my goals because it's what really helps me to stay focused. And I'm a huge believer of just writing things down. When you write things down with the physical pen and paper, you know, I use my notes section in my phone all the time. So my notes is like so cluttered. I got to do like a big a digital uh, KonMari um, decluttering, but I use my notes a lot and I like, I use my notepad, but I still like the feeling of writing things down. I love the feeling of having a new pa- new calendar. I hope you guys are starting off the year with a new planner, by the way. That always feels nice. So even though 2021 is not kicking off in the same way um, like every other year, I'm still trying to find joy and gratitude in the everyday. If you guys hear my children in the background, you know, I apologize in advance. But again, I'm hoping that this will end one day. Like one day I will have a quiet space to myself. But I also think it's important for us to still just keep showing up. And that's what I'm doing here. Showing up, even though 
it's not the perfect scenario. And today I wanted to talk to you guys about things to try in the new year. And, you know, I know that I'm not the only one when I say it doesn't feel very new. We're so tired. Um, we haven't had a break. We don't have our usual self-care tools and uh, resources or even like just doing things that make us happy, like getting together with girlfriends or getting a manicure and pedicure or, you know, going to the spa with girlfriends, like those little things that used to bring so much joy are no longer available. And, you know, it's a risk. So yeah, even when things are open, I'm still kind of worried, you know, I want to minimize the risk of um, getting COVID. And by the way, there were a lot of people around me that I knew personally who tested positive for COVID. So it's definitely out there and it got closer. Thing, the cases were rising. It was really bad in Southern California. So I pretty much just stayed indoor most of the time besides like occasional walks or like going to the grocery store for food essentials. But it's just been a year of delivery service and I've been doing a lot of DoorDash and I've had no like little motivation to cook and just prep meals. And honestly, you know, um, I still feel like I'm surviving and I don't want you guys to feel like I'm like killing it out there, even though it may seem like it when you just see my social media page. It's a lot and I'm still struggling, but I'm still showing up. And I hope that you guys are doing that too in whatever ways you can, whether it's showing up for your family, showing up at the workplace, showing up at your desk, or if you don't have a desk space, showing up even in your corner of the room in front of your computer. Um, I know it's a struggle, but you know, we just have to keep showing up and just remind ourselves that it's not permanent. Like things aren't going to be like this forever. So today I wanted to offer some of some simple tips that we can all follow at home. None of this requires leaving your home just to stay more rejuvenated and feel a little more sane (laughs) and try to take some time away, time and space away from the chaos and the mess and the noise that we are currently living with. So first one is open your windows every day. And I know some of you guys might be in a colder area where it's too freezing. You don't want to open your window. And I totally understand that. Like it's been really cold here in California, in Southern California, where the weather has been like as low as 40 degrees. And you know that like we LA, Orange County people, we can't stand the cold. So that's really cold to California standards. But I make sure to open my window every day because for me, it's more of a sensory experience. Even if it's only for like three to five minutes, you open all the windows, you open all the blinds and you just let that sunlight in. I'll just kind of like let the breeze just, you know, like hug me, surround me and I'll just kind of close my eyes and take a deep breath. And it just feels very cleansing because a lot of the energy, like our, the air in our homes can be very stagnant, especially when there's that many people living in it, you know, like we're all in the same space together. So I believe that we need to kind of like reset 
the space. And the best way, the first thing you should be doing is open your windows. And this doesn't have to be long. Don't keep it open so much to where, you know, you might catch a cold. Um, if it's really freezing, make sure you're covered up. But yeah, do open your windows because it makes a huge difference. And just try to feel like that natural air, you know, like don't try to think of it as, oh, it's too cold, but try to just see it as the way it's intended to be. You know, like winter is a hard season for a lot of us, but winter is also, but still a part of the four seasons. And I believe that there's a reason for that. Open your windows every day, even your kids' rooms. I try to open the room in my kids' um, bedrooms at least, you know, um, once a day and just kind of like, you know, just let it like, let the air freshen out and just feels nice. Get all the stagnant energy out and just always, always leaves me feeling better. Number two is to add natural elements to your home. And when I was really into home decorating when I first moved in, and I'm going to kind of move on to that soon because we will be remodeling soon. I was reading a lot of books on feng shui because I'm very interested in how the space you know, it improves, it can really boost your mood and your energy and productivity because we are, you know, where we reside and our space is very important to us. So, you know, that's why when you're like working in a really messy or a loud space, it may be harder for you to stay focused and to concentrate. If you dedicate like a certain space for yourself and it's kind of like nice and organized, this doesn't mean that it has to be perfect, but as long as it's something that feels good to you, you are going to be more productive and you will work better and focus better in that space. And one of the ways we can do this is by adding natural elements such as plants. I love growing indoor plants, even though I'm not the best at it, I'm still determined to learn more. Um, so I have this fiddle leaf plant. I'm not sure if that's what it's like officially called, but it's like this really beautiful plant. You guys probably see it all over social media with big leaves. And um, I asked my husband to buy one for me at Costco. And it started losing a leaf here and there. And one of the main reasons is because my son keeps like messing with it. And I have to tell him plants are living, breathing things, so don't hurt the plant. But of course, he's four and he's like jumping off the walls. So, so, you know, often like he'll like pull on it, tug on it. And that's one reason. And partly it's just because I'm not the best at growing plants. It's like, I do remember to water it, but it's not consistent. And I feel like I need to be more in tuned with my plants and what each plant needs. And, and that's one of my um, New Year's resolution is to do better with my plants, not just because it looks pretty and it's, but it's also good for the air, for oxygen level and the process of photosynthesis. And it's also good to have a living, breathing thing, you know, just, you know, and just growing it and nurturing it and taking care of it, I think is always a very meditative practice. I know a lot of people who love gardening and growing um, plants, they like love it. And I think that's something that I can, you know, like vibe with and I'm, I'm still learning. So if we have any plant experts out there, feel free to email me and we can hopefully have you on the show. So plants and crystals, you guys know how much I love crystals. So I do know that some people may be kind of like hesitant to try it out because it seems kind of like new agey and woo-woo. But instead of looking at it that way, I think a good way to look at crystals is just it's pretty. First of all, it just looks really pretty. So anything pretty 
it makes you feel good, right? And it's also natural and they're so unique. For me, what I'm really fascinated with when it comes to crystals is how different and unique each piece is and all the colors, the lines, even the imperfections in each one. It just, it's for me, it's like each crystal tells a story and I love that about it and I love collecting it. It just makes me feel good. I have some really pretty ones and some of my nicer crystals were actually given to me by my father-in-law, who's a retired pastor. I don't think he really understands like the spiritual or like the new agey meaning of it. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even believe in it, but he just likes to collect unique stones and just natural elements from the earth. And I think that's a really um, a good hobby and a good habit. And when you bring those elements in, it can definitely improve the energy of your space. My brother gave me my very first crystal that he bought from Sedona and it was nothing special, just like a clear, I think it's called a quartz, like a clear quartz. And I just had it at my desk. You know, I wasn't really like, I didn't even really know what it would do. It it was just sitting there. And um, one day I was like shooting some content in my office and I was taking some photos on my, around my desk. And every photo I was taking was turning out pink. Like every photo had like a pink hue and I was like, what's going on? Like, where is this pink coming from? Is something wrong with my lens? Like, is something wrong with my eyes? Why are all the pictures coming out pink? It turns out that that crystal that I had right by my desk was emanating pink light so that it was filling my room with this beautiful pink light that you can't see with their naked eye, but when I was taking photos, it was showing showing up on my camera in my photos. And I was so blown away at like how powerful this one little like stone can do. The fact that it has like the ability to turn my entire room pink. So that kind of, you know, it explains the frequency and the energy that we can't see, but you can feel. And so that was my first like entry, like my gateway into the crystal world. And then I started doing more research. I love the way it feels in my room. I love the way it looked on my desk. I started buying more and researching the meaning behind it. And, you know, no matter where you stand on this, I would highly recommend you to just open your mind, open your heart and just buy one or or pick one up and just kind of like, you know, get to know your crystal better. Like just play with it and see if it does something to enhance um, your mood or if it raises the frequency of your um your vibration. And I know that's like not easy for everyone to feel at first, but I see it this way. You know, sometimes you walk into like a space, like a house or a room and it just doesn't feel good. You just, something feels like kind of like heavy and stagnant, like you're feeling the energy. And that is what I mean by like the frequency. And some spaces you walk into it, it just feels so light, it's airy, it's bright. And that's one reason why we all like bright homes, right? And that's the same thing why I say like open your windows because it's what feels good to us. And we're all spiritual beings trapped in this body. Like we all have a soul, no matter what religion or what belief system we um, go by, we're all a soul. And this soul, I believe, lasts forever. So imagine that we have to nurture that soul, right? It's not all about our physical body. Our body is just a shell that will um, age and one day will wither away and die. It's sad to think about that. But, you know, we all know that death is ahead of us. So 
I believe in the importance of taking care of that soul, you know, that spiritual element, because that's what radiates light. You know, that's what is actually functioning. With, we think it's our body, but it's really that soul. And, you know, by using these natural elements like plants and crystals and fresh flowers, it really improves not only your mood, but you're nurturing your soul. And if you guys follow me on Instagram or my blog, you know I love fresh flowers. And there was a time when I used to think that buying fresh flowers was a waste of money because it dies, right? Like the longest it can live is maybe a week and then it dies. But you know, I shifted my mindset about that because every time I buy fresh flowers and you know, you can get like two dozens at Costco for like $20, which is not a lot of money. But the joy that it brings me And the way it feels in my home when I do have uh, the flowers, to me, that's worth $20 a week. So, you know, there's a lot of like habits that, uh, that we had or, you know, like routine, like beauty routine, even like getting your nails done or getting your lashes done. It can get expensive. And I think oftentimes we don't save money there, but we think everything else extra, you know, is like unnecessary when in fact, Something like fresh flowers for yourself is a really great way to just take care of your soul, you know? And, and it's like, it's like a, a tangible gift to yourself. You're telling yourself, I love you. Thank you for holding on. Like, thank you. You know, like, I love you. And that's kind of why I started buying myself flowers. And now my husband knows how much I love flowers. Sometimes he'll bring it home from Costco or just randomly. And and it doesn't even have to be fancy. And I love what fresh flowers do to my space. And I, you know, like you open your window and you have your fresh flowers and a pretty vase and you have your, you know, green plants in the room. It really feels good. You know, just bring in those natural elements to your home And I also hear that water is really good. We're lucky that we have a pool in the backyard and you can kind of hear the sound of the water when it's running. And it feels so relaxing. And there's a reason why you go somewhere like you're at the ocean or you're next to a stream and you just hear the sound of water. It just instantly relaxes you. Of course, we all came from water, like when we're in our mother's womb. And it's just a very comforting place where I think our senses just kind of know, like, it feels nice. Like when you just, when you immerse yourself in water, like when you are fully submerged in water, when you're taking a bath or when you're swimming, there is a sense of like that comfort, you know, like going back to your mother's womb type of feeling. Um, Of course, you're not going to feel this all the time, but when you add like natural elements like water, they have like those really inexpensive, like little fountains you can put at your desk or like in your children's room, somewhere around the house, and just like raise the vibrations of your space, you know, like improve the feng shui. And you don't even have to believe like every feng shui philosophy, you know, it can be foreign for some. I don't follow any one philosophy like to a T. I don't think there's like any one, you know, way or belief system that's perfect. But I do believe in like learning from different cultures and, you know, just gaining wisdom from different belief systems, whether it's from the East, from the West, from the Middle East, you know, there's so much wisdom out there just across different cultures. And I find this so valuable and I like to just take advantage of that. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, always opening your mind and learning from different people and different cultures. So that leads to my third item, um, essential oils. I love essential oils. And 
I don't really like talk about it like too much. I do have like um, a distribution account, but when I see essential oils, trust me, it's not so that I can sell things to you guys. I love oils. I've been using it for almost three years and I can honestly say it's changed my life in so many ways. Now I clean my entire home with oils, like oil-based cleaner. I um, diffuse oils every day in my office. I have peppermint diffusing right now. It's like a cup of coffee for the brain. I have various rollers, some relaxing rollers, some self-care rollers, some energizing rollers, and I use it for my children. I use it for my daughter when she's teething. I have an oil for my teenage daughter when she's having menstrual cramps. There's so many different ways of using oils. And it makes sense because oils is like, it's, it, your body absorbs it. And that's why it's so effective. And I know there's a lot of like, it shouldn't even be a controversial thing because oils, essential oils have been used across cultures for thousands of years. It's all over the Bible. It's across all the cultures. And there's a reason for that. Our ancestors had great wisdom and this is all natural elements from the earth, right? There's really, unless you're like allergic to certain oils, oils are perfectly safe and helpful to use. So if you guys want to know more about essential oils, that can be a whole nother talk in itself. But I personally love using it. I no longer use like chemical laden stuff to clean my home. And I started using essential oil, oil based cleaners when my son was young. I think he was taking a nap and I was cleaning. I had to clean windows and the mirrors in his room. And the only time I can clean was when he was taking a nap. So I was cleaning and I think I was using Windex or, you know, like a Kirkland brand, just a generic, like a popular major store brand uh, window cleaner. And the fume was just so bad. And at this point, I think I was already trying to live a natural, a clean, non-toxic and holistic lifestyle. And I just knew, like no one had to tell me that that smell was bad for my child. I just knew. And I was like, okay, that's it. I need, there has to be something better. And I started researching more clean, non-toxic stuff. And I came across this thing called Thieves Cleaner, which I love And again, I'm not saying this to sell anything to you guys. Although if you're interested in learning more, DM me. Um, They have a lot of different non-toxic cleaners available in the market now. So my point is, you know, stay away from chemicals and begin using non-toxic cleaners and products. And you'll find that a lot of these very um, efficient and effective products do contain essential oils. Make sure the essential oils are clean. Sometimes there's a lot of like fillers when you get things that are too cheap on Amazon. So make sure that you're getting a high grade, 100% essential oils because you know, there's no point of using this if you're going to get the cheap stuff that's like mixed with other stuff. So the whole point of like using essential oils is to minimize toxins and to just be as holistic and natural and non-toxic and just clean as possible. Number four is Palo Santo smudge sticks. I love using Palo Santo because of the scent. So I started smudging using a sage, but I found that, and and there's nothing wrong with using um, sage. I think white sage is popular, but sometimes it got very smoky and I get allergy. So sometimes it'll trigger my allergies, but Palo Santo, it has a different, it's a more woody, earthy smell. And as soon as I light it, so you, you light it and then you let it kind of, um, 
light up and then you blow out the, the fire and then you use the smoke to cleanse your space. And again, regardless of your, you know, religious or spiritual belief, um, open your heart and just kind of like feel that, you know, I guess I, I can't speak for everyone because, you know, we all have different tastes and things, but I just, for me, the smell is so grounding. It just opens up my senses. And I know, like, I don't know the, like the spiritual meaning behind it. Honestly, I just feel it. I just know that it's cleansing. I'm an intuitive. I'm an empath. So certain things like my body just knows it to be true. So I kind of got over this, uh, like processing. I do intellectualize a lot. I am a huge, like avid reader. Like I read a lot of books and I'm not even just saying this like to brag, like, like, like reading was really my escape from real life. You can ask anyone who I know, like including my parents. So I think I did that because I like to understand, analyze and intellectualize things. But as I got older, I realized there is a limitation to analyzing and intellectualizing things too. There are many things, you know, even science can't explain everything, right? Like religion can't explain everything. Oftentimes you have to fill that gap with uh, a feeling, whether that's a uh, faith or trust in God. For me, it's intuition and I trust my intuition, my inner compass to guide me. And uh, until now, it's never let me down. I think when I made mistakes was because I would override my intuition with my head. So my gut tells me something, but I would analyze and my head would say, okay, no, like that's not right. No, Angela, I don't think, you know, I don't think that's the right way. So I changed my path, listening to my head. And that's when things were wrong. Like when I listen to my heart, it's almost always right. So I like to say, try Palo Santo sticks. If you're interested, again, if this doesn't resonate with you, you don't have to take it. And I want you to remember anything that I talk about on here. I don't want you guys to think that it's like, that is the way to go. You just take what you would want to. You just take what you resonate with. If, if you don't, that's okay. Like no offense taken because, you know, it's not a one size fits all. You know, this is all just, I just share what worked for me, what I've been enjoying. And I hope you guys know that by now. And, you know, even if you don't resonate with a certain message, there is somebody out there who does. So, you know, that's kind of how this community works. So Palo Santo sticks are really great for me. I I truly believe in its cleansing um, ability and power. I'm not sure that's, if that's the right word, but I do feel like it can cleanse spaces. I just know it. It's like a feeling. So um, if you're interested, you can find it on Amazon or Etsy and you can try it out and see how you feel. You know, listen to your body, feel it in your body you know, let your body tell you whether you like it or not. And let me know how, how you like it. Um, I would love to hear your feedback for any, any of the things that I talk about. If you guys can tell me like, Hey, Angela, I really like this about, you know, that this, that you talked about. Can you expand more? I would love to dedicate future episodes for that topic. I want this to be a collaborative space. So yeah, that's my experience with Palo Santo sticks. Let me know what you guys think. Number five is to wash your sheets and to um, upgrade your sheets. So I know it's something very simple and 
Bed sheets is one area where I'll kind of splurge on something a little nicer. Like I may not spend all that money on clothes, but I would invest in a nice set of sheets because it's my haven. You know, it's a place that I sleep every night and I believe in the quality of sleep. I believe that our body, our mind, we reset ourselves while we're sleeping and we need to provide our body and our spirit with the right nurturing environment. So, you know, if it's too much work to wash your sheets and all your kids sheets by yourself, ask for help. Maybe it can be like a weekday or I'm sorry, a weekend activity, you know, try to get your kids involved. Maybe you can ask your partner, but you know, don't say no, never say no. You can always find ways to do it. Yeah. Wash your sheets. I use, I don't like to use again, like same thing with my detergent. I use essential oil based, non-toxic clean detergent. And I don't use um, the softening sheets. Is that what, what it's called? Like laundry sheets. I use dryer balls with drops of essential oil. My favorite is lavender because it's most relaxing, but you can always use, like you could use any scent really. Um, sometimes I like to use a citrus scent, like a lemon or like tangerine. And there's so many different blends. And yeah, you wash your sheets and immediately like you lay down and you just feel good. You know, after a long, hard day, we deserve it. We deserve a nice, comforting space to let our bodies and our minds rest. I love Brooklinen. It's not sponsored, although I did work with them before. So I got an entire set, bedding set from Brooklinen for my daughter, for my teenage daughter, because I believe that she needed a good quality sleep. And it's so comfortable. Like it's not like super high end. It's so expensive. I feel like it's pretty reasonably priced for what it is. And you know, we're not changing out our bed sheets that often. So look into Brooklinen. Parachute is another really good brand. And yeah, like this year, if you haven't done much for yourself, invest in nicer sheets and let me know how that feels because immediately you'll feel a difference. And, you know, don't think that spending extra money than you normally would on these things is a waste because this is a way to take care of yourself. And we always have to, you know, put in that time, the energy and the intention. And, you know, this world is abundant. There's so many things out there. So I really hope that we can be less cheap when it comes to ourselves. And I think we mothers tend to do that. You know, we may spend all this money on everybody else but ourselves. But, you know, invest in yourself. Get yourself some new sheets, you know, get some nice high quality essential oils and, you know, get yourself some fresh flowers and open your windows and just, you know, like tell yourself, Thank you. Thank you for doing this, this crazy thing called life during this hard time in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Such a a beautiful and sacred practice, don't you think? And number six, declutter your space. And this is like an area that I need to do better with. I'm usually a very organized person, but with all the kids home and I'm just don't have enough time. It's really easy for, for clutter to be everywhere. But, you know, it, I think it's really important for us to remember to declutter our space regularly. It doesn't have to be every day. I tell my family 10 minutes a day. Like I would tell every single person in my family, if each person spends 10 minutes a day to clean up their room or to put away their laundry or whatever it is that they have to do, I'm sure our household will, will run a lot more smooth. 
And it doesn't happen all the time. I say this like a broken record, but I do tell my family like 10 minutes a day. And then this is something that I want my kids to know, even as they get older and they're off to college, like just spend 10 minutes a day cleaning up your desk or, you know, folding up your clothes or making your bed. It makes a big difference. I think for me, like I would spend about like at least 15 minutes a day. Um, I make my bed every morning you know, I freshen up the towels. I clear, declutter my space. I'd say like once a week. And again, like none of this is like fixed, like set in stone. If you're busy, that's okay. But I think the key is just to be more intentional and just to be more mindful. If it's in your head, if it's in your mind, if it's on your to-do list, you'll get better at it. And it's, it all takes practice. It just takes some time to get it into your daily ritual. But now like making my bed, I've always made my bed. I don't think there was ever a time in my life where I didn't make my bed because it just feels so much better. So I always make my bed, you know, like I kind of clear up my area every day, um, maybe every two days when I can. And I hope that that's a habit that we can all start if we are not doing so already in 2021. Number seven is to automate or uh, delete digital clutter. And gosh, this is something I got to do too, because I have, I think right now I have like over 10,000 <laughs> mails. Like my number is at 10,000 for my mailbox. It's so crazy. I just cleared it out, I think months ago, and I don't know how it got to this place. It's so overwhelming, but sometimes it just takes like sitting in front of your desk. So I have to sit at my desk. A lot of it is junk mail. I just have to search for all the senders to select all and delete. So I will get to that because I have to, you know, do what I preach. So I do have to get to that as well. And one tip that I received from my Konmari consultant that I worked with is to get rid of all your paper clutter too. Um, so I no longer, like before I used to hold on to everything, like our water bill, electricity bill, even like medical insurance stuff. You don't need to hold on to all your monthly stuff because you can find everything digitally. So unless, you know, I do keep some stuff like tax documents or like immunization record for my kids, although that can be digital. I just like having a copy per child and like some of my oldest daughters, like, like school IEP stuff. So there are, I do have paper, but now I'm a lot more selective about what paper I do keep. But all the water, electricity, like Edison, all that bill, I no longer keep. I think I requested for paperless billing, but um, I do receive some. I would just read it and just throw it all away because you don't need to hold on to that. Same thing goes for manuals. Like when you buy a new machine, like I recently bought a new Dyson vacuum cleaner and it, it comes with like booklets, right? You don't need to hold on to all that because if you ever need instruction, you can find everything online. You can find it on YouTube. There's no reason to hold on to all your manuals for your um, air fryer, your vacuum, your RoboVac, and you know your Instapot, um, even recipes, all those recipe books, we don't need to hold on to. And that can all just create clutter in your um, drawers. So now I make it a habit. I don't hold on to it. I go through my mail regularly. So even like medical insurance stuff, I just need like end of the year statement. I don't need a monthly bill. So we can all get in the habit of doing that, which will help us to reduce clutter in the home. And lastly, number eight, donate your old clothes. I hired a Komari consultant because it was so overwhelming. I had so many stuff in my home and I couldn't do it alone. 
if you if you can have have your partner help you, that's great. My partner is doesn't like to organize and do all. That's more my job. So I knew I needed help. So I hired a Kumari consultant who came into the home. I think it was like once a week or once every two weeks, and we went through every space. We went through the closet, the linen closet, and my bookcase, my children's drawers, and we redid everything. I went through my kitchen. And wow, I had like 10 trash bags full of linen, like 10 trash bags full of clothes to donate, and I still have some left. So it's really amazing like how much stuff we hoard and none of us would admit or we wouldn't say or think that we're hoarders, but most likely we are. Like I never thought I was a hoarder until I saw all the stuff that came out. I was like, wow, where did all this come from? So you know, maybe you're really good at this already, but I think most of us are not. Just donate, go through your linen closet. And I highly recommend if you need help, like hire somebody, even if you pay someone hourly, again, you know, don't think of it as a waste of money. Think of it as a self-care method to improve the quality of your life. It's like therapy, you know, um, I invested in therapy. It's expensive, but it definitely helped me in so many different ways that it was priceless. The amount of healing that it did for me was definitely worth the money that I invested. Same thing with the Kumari consultant was, yeah, I spent some money, but I think it was like hundreds of dollars, but you know what? It helped me so much because it just made me feel better in my space. And I just didn't feel so like stuffed. Does that make sense? Like sometimes you just feel like, gosh, like I just have too many things. You just have to get rid of it. And it's really hard to let go. Um, there's a whole method to this. And maybe I'll invite um, like an organization or a Konmari consultant to the show because I think this is a really good idea or a really good method to follow. But there's a whole like ritual, which I really like. And just to give you a heads up, so you're not throwing it away as if you don't need it. Because oftentimes, the reason why it's so hard for us to let go of things is because we have a sentimental connection to it. So I I was holding on to a lot of my kids' old clothes, like their onesies, their old blankets, even like dresses that I wore during a special time. It was so hard for me to get rid of it, even though I wasn't really going to wear it because that piece held on to, it was like a symbolic of a moment in my life or a memory that I cherished. So they're in the Kunmari method. You don't have to follow this, but I really like the process of letting go. So you like hold on to the object and you kind of feel it in your hands and you say, thank you for doing something, you know, like, thank you for dressing me on this beautiful day. Thank you for all the joy you brought into my life. I'm going to now release you and allow you to go to the next person and, you know, bring further joy and happiness to someone else's life, right? Because there are things that are still good, like they're usable and we hold on to it because it's usable, but we're not going to use it. So it's much better just to let that and let someone else use it, whether you're selling it on Poshmark, OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, Depop, or just donating to a local Salvation Army or Goodwill, whatever you're doing, you know, just get in the habit of donating regularly in the spirit of just giving back. And I assure you, you're going to leave that much. You're creating that much more space for more abundance and more joy into your life. And now I'm still in the process of organizing my home and decluttering. But now I think I'm going to just let go of a lot of my old dresses that are still 
Uh, wearable. Oh, by the way, if you guys want to check out my Poshmark or my Depop, you can find me at Mommy Diary. I'm selling a lot of things on there. So I'll kind of categorize it like some of the nicer stuff. It's like kind of a waste just to donate because you don't know who it's going to. So I, those I'll list for sale. Some of the things I'll just give away. I've been doing like flash random giveaways on my Instagram story. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you follow along. Um, I've given a box full of baby clothing to another mom because it brings me more joy to give that to somebody else than to make like $50 because, you know, you don't make a lot of money by selling old baby clothes. And for me, like the fact that another baby can wear my children's gently worn clothes, to me, that's so much more meaningful. So if you're overwhelmed, if you're like holding on to something because you think you want to sell it, but you can't find the time to sell it, consider, you know, paying it forward. And I assure you, the more we give, the more we receive. And this is something that I I truly believe in because it's been happening repeatedly in my life. And I see a lot of people who live by this model, even around me, where there's so much more abundance in their lives because they're giving that much more. So instead of thinking like, I'm going to give away like X amount of dollars because that's all I have. I think sometimes the best time to give is when you're not able to give. Like that's when it's really hard to give, but you're giving with a good, good clear intention and I assure you, God always knows and the universe is always watching and listening. So I really hope that in 2021, if there's nothing else that you got out of this episode, I really hope that it's a year of giving back, you know, being more intentional, taking care of our own needs, you know, making little purchases that make us happier, even if it's uh, fresh flowers or essential oils or even a nicer um, set of sheets for myself and my partner or just for yourself if you're a single mom it's okay. Don't feel guilty because we deserve it. And you know, we're telling by doing this, we're also showing to our children that they too can take care of their own needs, that we don't have to sit around for someone else to bring us flowers. We don't have to sit around for the perfect time to get those nicer sheets. The perfect time is now, you know, it's today. Today is a gift. I hope that 2021 in, you know, despite the the lack of time and space and the chaos and the noise in the world. I hope that you guys can join me on this journey of giving back, being intentional, and always putting our needs first because taking care of ourselves and taking care of our needs is the best way to take care of our children because they are so sensitive. They sense all of that. When we are full, And of course, we're not going to be full every day, but when we're doing the best we can to fill our tank, our children are watching and they're learning how to live a life of filling their own tanks as well. So don't let any guilt or any feelings of, you know, doubt take you away from that in the spirit of giving and being intentional and taking care of yourself. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope there was something that resonated with you. I'm so happy to be back and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye. You are my son.
Thanks so much for listening to Mommy Diary, the podcast. If you can relate to any of my stories, my hope is that you leave this episode feeling a little less alone and a lot more inspired. For more parenting and lifestyle stories, head over to my blog, mommy-diary.com, or join me on Instagram at mommydiary. If you're loving this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. I love connecting with you, so send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear next. Talk to you next week.